Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Football Chat. I'm so pleased you decided to join as we've got all of these things coming right up. We, we can maybe learn off that kind of thing. Definitely. Because, you know, shocks, they are becoming less and less nowadays, but you still get the Bradfords. You still mm. get Bor- Bor- like Middlesbrough winning at Man City when Borough in the Championship. You still get Newport beating Leicester. You still get these kind of things. Yeah. So it, it, football is far from dead. You're listening to the Football Chat, where we look into the fascinating world of football. But I cannot do this alone. I'm very lucky to be joined by Chris Coughlin. Hello, Chris. How are we doing? Hi, Bob. I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So what is the Football Chat about? It is a brand new podcast where we'll be delving into the world of football and everything surrounding it. Now, a quick disclaimer. We are both massive Reds, aren't we, Chris? We are, we are, of course. You got to have, uh, you got to have a team to support, and uh, for both of us, our lives has been, it's been Liverpool. As a Liverpool fan, yeah. So, but we are going to try and keep it as unbiased as we can. Cool. Well, unbiased as we can for the fans <laughs> or the champions and hex. <laughs> <laughs> so, as this is the first episode, I think it's only right to start right at the beginning. And Chris, you thought of a great question, didn't you? Yeah, I was just thinking through the day when when we were getting this started, getting the idea about it all, and I just thought. You know, we, we love football, we love watching it, reading about it, learning about it still and all that. But what was it? What was the fundamental reason why we fell in love with football? What was it that kind of started loving football for us? Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's a great question to ask because I think, I know for me personally, I think I can speak for you as well, it's just a massive part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, with, with, with no football right now, it is, it is horrible. It's a horrible time. Obviously, there are more important things in the world. Um, but obviously, you, you you kind of miss that release. You kind of miss that. Um, like escape, it, it, it's just not being there, basically. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it is. It is kind of a hole in the moment. But you, you kind of realise how much you love it when it's not there as well. Really. Yeah. You you don't miss something until it's taken away from you, right? No, uh, exactly, exactly. In football, look on a weekly, no, not even weekly, daily basis when it's on. Yeah. That it's it just it's just amazing. It is, yeah. But I think my. I think my love affair with football started, I think it's my earliest, well, I don't know about started, but my earliest memory is mm-hmm. the 1998 World Cup final Yeah. Um, in France with Michael Owen scoring that goal against Argentina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so the, the Beckham assist from the halfway line, him with that touch, just to bring it away from that midfielder, then running towards those two defenders, taking them on, and that little chip across, ah. Oh, just I remember being in my living room, just shouting, <laughs> screaming at the TV, going, what a gun. Obviously, him being a Liverpool player as well. I mean, it's only 18 at the time. I know, well, ridiculous. Like, I, I couldn't even tie my shoelaces at 18. And he's, <laughs> and he's doing this on the world stage. It's just, yeah. obviously, we, us in the Premier League knew about him and knew what he was capable of. But I think this that moment was like, I'm Michael Owen. This is what I do. And this I score goals like that for fun. I mean, just a brilliant, brilliant moment. I think he wrote his autobiography at like nine, or is that he had an autobiography out at like nineteen? I think. If I was, <laughs> I just done a whole chapter on that. Just like goal against Argentina. How many pages going to take up with that? Yeah, Ooh, exactly. thirty, surely. What would you say yours was then? A bit later on, for me. Okay. Um, in terms of my first vivid memory, it's interesting for both of us. We're talking about. The team we support club-wise, but for, I think for both of us, it, it, it's, a, it's an England kind of memory. Because uh, yeah. for me, my, my first memory that I can remember being emotionally involved with football 
you look at Euro, Euro 2004 is where I'm probably going to pinpoint. And okay. I remember, because um, obviously around, around that time, I would have been about eight or nine. So probably still the age where your parents kind of put you to bed at a certain point and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was allowed to stay up for France. I, I was either allowed to stay up or I heard them watching TV, so it came down. It, okay. was, um, yeah, it, was, it was France versus England. And uh, obviously England got one nil up. And then Zidane scores twice late on to, to win it. And the way that they won it, it was, I think, back, back pass from Gerrard and then Zidane latches onto it and, yes, and, and wins yeah. win the penalty. Um, but that was my first memory in that kind of utter devastation at, at how on earth have England lost this match. Mm. But if anything, in a weird kind of way, that got me even more hooked. It's like, I don't know whether at the age of eight or nine, I'm just like, I'm a sucker for punishment here. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it kind of just drew me in even more. Uh, I, I remember, honestly, I remember just, not not even, I wouldn't say a cry or anything, I was just utter, what has just happened? Yeah. Hey, um, and yeah, if anything, that, that kind of got me more hooked on football, yeah, real. And football does that to you. It's the devastating lows. Yeah. the monumental highs you and there's there's nothing in between i don't think it's either one extreme or the other oh because like, even when some games that you don't you know you could draw and you're like they still the old feel like the feet kind of things you know what i mean yeah so like there, there is that that much emotion in football that there is it's like the constant search of satisfaction mm. because you always say even teams like you know we we've We've been lucky. We've seen we've seen our team win trophies. We've seen our team win European titles. Definitely uh, recently, yeah. You, you go down the leagues, um, and there's some teams that obviously for them, you know, they, they kind of aim of just getting the playoffs for like promotion to League One kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, it, and that emotion, say with the FA Cup, when uh, you get a big home tie and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, for those kind of clubs, that's what football's all about, isn't it? About playing these players and seeing teams come to your ground that wouldn't come on a normal basis. No, definitely, yeah. And then it's not just the footballing aspect of it. You've got the financial side as well, which mm-hmm. obviously in this day and age, being in 2020, plays a huge part. Like you, you get to play a Man United or a City or an Arsenal or a Chelsea or Liverpool and you're a League 2, League 3 uh, team. That's massive. That's yeah. huge. That yeah, we, value. yeah we, we always talk about FA Cup runs and that, and that, that for me I know people say it gets devalued and there have been changes obviously like the fifth round and the quarterfinals now not having not having um, replays rather um, I think long term that could be a good thing I mean I even look at like in Germany there's, there's a rule where up to a certain stage if you're a team in the third division or lower your game gets played at home so again oh, really? I, I, that, that kind of thing can have Good values, or you know, we, we can maybe learn off that kind of thing. Definitely, because, you know, shocks they are becoming less and less nowadays. But you still get the Bradfords, you still mm. get Bor- Bor- like Middlesbrough winning at Man City when Borough in the Championship. You still get Newport beating Leicester. You still get these kind of things. Yeah. So it, it, football is far from dead in that sense. Far exactly. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why live for football and why you mm. love football so much yeah. because those little those little micro results that you see. Mm-hmm day in, day out. Obviously, you look out because we're both Liverpool fans. We, we look out for the Liverpool score. But you're like, oh, 
what Portsmouth beat Man United or something with just like a little a little little results like that just perk you up and you're like oh wow. <laughs> I, I, I think we all say for even the cup final we all like trying to choose a team for the cup final don't we you remember yeah. 2013 when Wigan played Man City yes yeah right. I do right <laughs> when we, I mean I was, just out, I was just in the living room watching it when Wigan scored that goal you could have thought I was a Wigan fan oh it went crazy <laughs> absolutely there were 21,000 Wigan fans in, in, in Wembley I, I knew I knew a few of them that went as well yeah uh, or I, I met them later on after the final, and they said, "Oh, they they were there." Um, and that 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 man, and then to get relegated a few days later, that is that that's a roller coaster for you. If ever yeah. you think, what, what 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 kind of roller coaster emotions does football create? Be a Wigan fan at the end of the twenty at the end of the twenty thirteen season, <laughs> then yeah. you'll know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was watching the um, you know when Man United and Man City were. Uh, fighting out for the title and obviously the oh! and every, I think Man United were playing Sunderland they were away to yeah. Sunderland at the time and then uh, City had two minutes of extra, extra more extra time so United had done their bit and they thought they won and obviously Balotelli with the assist and Aguero just which for me is in maybe in the Premier League top five top three players in the Premier League a huge, huge fan of Sergio Aguero, and when they scored that, just the I'm not I'm not a fan of either, <laughs> but you can see the emotions of both the Reds and the Blues, just yeah. elation for the Blues and devastation for the for the red half of Manchester. Oh, I I, I, I was watching um, I had soccer Saturday on uh, when uh, when Paul Merson goes they're giving love points and everything <laughs> when, when, his, when his microphone falls out. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I went crazy. Yeah, I went crazy. Like just when you see uh, United players, they're pretty much not. I don't think they were at the point of celebrating, but they were at the point of like, okay, we're not far. But then when they get that, because there've been some, there've been some United players that have been told it was two one going out of your time. They wouldn't have known any better. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then for it to go over oh, three two, when like you told me it was two one a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it was. Uh, Jekko, Jekko scored the second goal. Jekko, uh, yeah, and then uh, obviously Aguero, yeah. Aguero. Um, but yeah, I th- just, just yeah. iconic, just iconic moments. It's just start, little stuff like that just makes me love, love football. Are there any other moments you can think of that make you mm. that, that like just draws you in into the yeah. into the game? I tell, I tell you what, like, is, is this just like all round, or like at the very start, or like at any point, or? Honestly, Let's go for any point. Let's go for any point. Any point, man. Like mm. uh, for me, I mean, we could do a whole podcast just on commentary. To be honest with you, but <laughs> some, sometimes commentary just makes a moment for me. Like, and what one of my favorite one of my favorite moments of commentary of all time when Roma scored their third against Barcelona, and Peter Drury goes, uh, <laughs> uh, "Roma, Roma have risen from their ruins." Manolas, the Greek god in Rome. And I, I, I watched I watched a bit on him talking about that the other day, and he was just like, I couldn't have planned that. I couldn't have planned that. It just, that, you know, it just happened. Um, yeah. It's like, like just the, the the absolute how magical that commentary made that made that moment. And then for Ro- look, Roma coming from three 0 coming from three goals down against Barcelona to win on the away goal. Yeah, you exactly. can't write that. You, no, can't, you can't write that. You can't. Um, I, def- I defy anyone to write anything like that. Yeah, Incredible. I mean, and then obviously Liverpool 
home and played against Barcelona in the um, in the semi-finals again. You can't, one of the best teams of all time losing two three goal leads in two seasons. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. No, not at all. <laughs> like, not at all. But then it, it, football is unpredictable, and that is why you have to love it. That's why, for me, like some people can say a nil nil is boring. I prefer to think of it as a nil nil is tense. Yeah. Like, say the Champions League final. I was there. I was in the Wonder Metropolitano. Liverpool take the lead after two minutes. Mo Salah. Yeah. The next 85 minutes are the 85 of the tensest minutes of my life. Yeah. Because people say it was boring. It was one of the worst finals. When you're there thinking what is going to happen next, literally, you're afraid to move. You're yeah. afraid to move a muscle and you're like... You're oh tense my. and sweating. And you're like... Yeah. You yeah. don't know what to do, but when Divock scored, that's I think that's when the game went to bed. But yeah. I think in between Salah scoring early on, is it two or three minutes you said? Yeah, two minutes, yeah. And then Divock scoring quite late on. I think between that, those 80, 85 minutes was just my heart just <laughs> bu- 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 literally going at a million miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. But Fair. honestly, bear in mind it was 35 degrees in that place. <laughs> <laughs> and I still had a scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, uh, Chris, would you have it any other any other way? No, not at all. Not of at course. all. Not at of course, all. You of course you would. Of course you would. Well, the emotion just creates, man. Oh, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I just no, wouldn't trade it for anything. Definitely. And I think another moment that sticks out for me is obviously Leicester uh, winning the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But in the lead up to that is Vardy. I think he's. I think his story, just in general, is amazing. Yeah. Lower league footballer go on to win the Premier League, but his eleven goal streak. Every game from about seven, the seventh or eighth game, there was just pressure, pressure, pressure on him. And would he score? Would he? Would he? What not? And I think him going eleven games, beating Van Nistelrooy, was again just another little moment of this sport yeah. that's just incredible. Yeah, it's just little I, stuff like that. I was, I was at, yeah, I was at uni for that because um, I remember we'd, we'd just done a radio show um, about the three o'clock kickoffs, and then literally our our studio was like, attached. To the uni bar, right? <laughs> you're like you leave you leave the radio and you're like, right? It's off for a pint. Um, and it was a, it was a late kickoff when Leicester played United, and literally, the the bar was weirdly full. I mean, there, there were lots of there were lots of Man United fans, but there were lots of like obviously non Man United fans. Yeah, and when Va- when Vardy gets played through, so many people just rise like yeah. go on. And then there were, I even saw United fans just going. You can't. You've got to applaud it. For someone that you, I mean, they bought him from the conference for a million pounds. Money was like, spent, I reckon. Yeah, like honestly, <laughs> you could. Again, bargains could be a whole different podcast together. But Definitely. like for one million, what he's done, oh, it, it's just just an amazing story, man. I know. Like that that that's why people shouldn't give up. That's why. You know, you get rejected from an academy, and you, you could lose your passion. But yeah. that's why you gotta, you know, you gotta keep at, you gotta keep at it because he's just got there through utter determination. And yeah. you know, Leicester gave him his chance, and it, not just a Leicester legend, Premier League legend, isn't it? I, I, I agree. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think, isn't he rather? <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think his footballing skills obviously speak for themselves, but I think his personality. Yeah. As well, yeah. the way he is on social media and how he is in interviews and the way he's just, just he's just having a laugh. He's just like yeah. you can imagine on a night out, he'd be hilarious. <laughs> he he'd be the one like getting in the drinks and doing the shots and like you know being the life and soul of the party. Oh yeah, like I, I love I love characters because 
of course, there's a few that might be a bit, you know, media trained nowadays with yeah. uh, with the expectation of players. But I love characters like you, like you say Alex Oxley Chamberlain. I think he's, a, I think he'd be a right laugh. Yeah. But James Bardi, you say there, and then you know, just players that just don't take themselves too seriously because football, you know, it, it, it's a sport, it's a game, but it needs characters. Like Definitely, if, yeah. we, if, if we were looking at, I know we were saying about players that made us or moments that made us fall in love with football. If I had, a, if I was slightly older, and I were, and I had been able to appreciate Paul Gascoigne more, you better uh, believe have been on my list of players that made me fall in love uh, with the game because I watched. I watched the Cameroon England highlights from 1990 the other day. Mate. Is he? Just, is that a Dennis Um, that was in like, Italian. Like, that was Scotland. Sorry, that was. Oh yeah, Scotland, sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah. Again, that. Like, if, even yeah. if I was slightly older, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Like, uh, just I, I watched it and just thought, if this if this had been live and I'd been watching this, oh mate. <laughs> like, again, he just treated the football pitch as a playground. Yeah. Definitely. And that's why uh, yes, amazing. That that's why I think makes us fall in love with the game is that players that do just treat it like their backyard, but are yeah. good at it as well. Yeah, I think another player that encapsulates that is uh, Ibrahimovic. Who, yeah, again, yeah. Just, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just he just plays like he's having fun, and yeah. he plays like he's enjoying himself, which clearly he is. And and I think one moment, obviously. An Ibrahimovic moment is there's there's I can pick loads, but I think one that sticks out in memory is uh, Sweden versus England, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I think you know what I'm about to say. Is yeah. the overhead kick was it for 30, 40 yards? At least, at <laughs> least. Like, I've, I again, I've I've never kind of I know it was a friendly, but I was applauding it. I'm just, oh, <laughs> just oh, like, you can't, you can't even about that. No. Uh, Joe, I mean, Joe Hart came to clear it, and then it's a bicycle kick for 40 yards. Just, what is this? just appreciate greatness, man. Just appreciate no, it. And, again, another character that you just, I don't know, the love to hate someone for you, bro. Like, I, don't, I can't even hate the guy. I just think he's, I just think he's great. No, it's just when, it's just the, the pure sheer arrogance of the mm, man is, is mm, I think what I like the most like mm. two instances like he went to Galaxy and he took out a whole page spread in the LA Times and all it said was you're welcome Zlatan <laughs> that's it that is it when he signed <laughs> when he signed for the Galaxy that's all it said and then his first game he scores that wonder goal oh yeah just yeah. to announce himself I am Zlatan this is what I do you're welcome like, just brilliant. Like, honestly, Zlatan and like just the L and the A just like blocked out. Yeah. So like LA, yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. Zlatan. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he, uh, he's uh, he's uh, just just brilliant. And I think players like that just bring out the passion and the emotion of the was fans. There, was there a player growing up that when you kicking the ball back with your mates that you wanted to be like? Um, Stevie G. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. When, when, we we're from that era, aren't it? Where yeah. the, you're playing with the plastic flyaways in the in the ball in the in the schoolyard. Yeah. It's got no power on it whatsoever, so it flies all over the place. Yeah. But the ball lands here. You've got no idea where it's about to go. You run up to it and you just yell, Gerard, and <laughs> whatever happens after that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the moment, obviously, him being a Liverpool lad and being a local lad and going into the team and then captain in his hometown team. That's obviously amazing. That's a cool story. But 
I love the FA Cup final against mm-hmm. um, West, was it yeah, West, West Ham, Ham, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, they were two-one down, and he said in the interview afterwards that he just hit the ball because he was tired. Yeah, cramp. What a goal! What a goal! Yeah, cramp like. Yeah, cramp, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've um, I've had cramp in the past, and trust me, mate, it's a like yeah. you can say, oh, just get on with it. But honestly, it, it takes effort to move. Like, yeah, I've, have you ever done, have you ever done your hamstring? I have, oh, yeah. yeah. Mate, it's mate. the worst kind of pain, yeah. It's not nice. <laughs> like again, like that. That's kind of why Michael Owen didn't really, you know, you, you could say he's remembered for for a lot of great things, but he could and should maybe have been remembered for so much more. But yeah. then his hamstring just got up with him, didn't he? But Definitely, if yeah. your if your hamstring is playing up and you hit the ball like that. It's almost like whacking it kind of mended it because there was no sort of, I've just whacked it from 30 yards and my hamstring's now gone. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh, I, I, watched, I watched that after, I was watching it with my grandparents, my grandparents flat. And honestly, it's, it's one of those where you're just like, oh. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it's like, yeah, everything's fine now. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. But Definitely, yeah. yeah just amazing, amazing memories. But uh, yeah, it, it, there's almost, I mean, we, we could literally, if you want to talk about why we love football, I'm pretty sure we could probably do about 24 hours plus. <laughs> no, oh, Chris, I've just remembered someone. Go on. Chris, we're going to kick ourselves. A certain Mr. David Beckham. <laughs> yeah. His name just popped into my head. Did you ever try and get a haircut like him? Oh, no, my mum would let me. <laughs> Seriously? My mum would let what? me. Why? Because I wanted the, you know, the like the. Oh, you wanted the, you want the mohawk. I wanted the mohawk, yeah. Oh. Like, no. Oh. <laughs> you had a corner, didn't you? I can tell. I could. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, well, yeah, about. I'm trying to think what his best one was. 2006 was quite a nice cut. For the World yeah. Cup 2006. That was that was kind of like your hair. That. <laughs> what right now? It's like just... it up towards the middle. <laughs> My hair, because of the quarantine, it just hasn't been cut. And it's just everywhere at the moment. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> How long can you go? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm struggling at the moment. But uh, yeah. but also, um, Beckham's free kick against um, Greece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to send him into the 2002 it, it, World Cup. Sorry? 20, 20 years, though, you know. Don't 20 years. Wow. That's... Is I think you you you'll you were a bit you're a bit older, so you probably you would appreciate that more. Yeah. After what we did, because I remember watching the World Cup itself in school, but that was obviously a year or so. That was about a year later, just yeah. under a year later. Um, but that is it, it's right up there, isn't it? Just those kind because he I've seen I've seen that game back. He played he played Greece on his own, man. Mm, he did. He, literally, I know uh, sharing with the equaliser. First equaliser, but he literally just played on his own. If it hadn't yeah. been for him, then, then you know England wouldn't have got to, to two thousand to the two thousand two World Cup. But yeah, <laughs> it, he is—he—he's probably one of the first, well, one of our generational icons, isn't it? Because probably yeah. like George Best, Pele, Maradona for the year before. But Beckham, you want to talk worldwide? Yeah. It, again, he's someone that, regardless of him playing for Manchester United and being a Manchester United hero, you can't not appreciate the guy. He uh, he ushed in the area of the celebrity footballer as well, yeah. I think, in, in my personal opinion. 
obviously yeah. he had like George Best and people like that before, but yeah. for me, I think he took what George Best did and just put it into the stratosphere and just went global, global, yeah. global with it. Obviously, marrying a Spice Girl helps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little but, bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Right, I'm going to put you on the spot, Chris. You have to pick one moment in football that made you fall in love with it. Oh, so what, what would you say? So for me, for me, it's not even a, a, Liverpool, a Liverpool moment. So for me, it would be when Dennis Bergkamp uh, scored a goal against uh, Newcastle United yeah. and Davidas, where he sp- spun the ball. I've tried that, and I can't even, even by <laughs> myself, I can't, and he done it on, the, on that stage. Yeah, it's, it's think, I'm trying to imagine how he touched it, because he touches yeah. it in a really weird way, doesn't he? And the way the ball spins as well. So yeah. I th- if I had to pick... As as much as many footballing moments there are, I think Dennis Bergkamp versus Newcastle and Davidas. I think that's that for me is iconic, iconic, iconic moment. What would what would you say? Oh man, I know it's tough. It <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, wow, 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 wow. Um, I don't so know when you, you love it that much. Wow, I'm from. If I have to go through my heart of hearts, right? Even before Istanbul, um, that semi-final against Chelsea. That semi- that I mean, if, even if I want to go a little bit further back, the Olympiacos game, that whole run for me, Istanbul stands out on its own. But that run to me, because it was re- it was it was an average group stage, got through against Olympiacos, and then that run to the final, it just yeah, you know, it just encapsulated. Just encapsulated um, everything that I love football for. Just the drama, the passion, the emotion that went with it. So, I know I've said Chelsea. I'm yeah. going to start to go back and say um, Gerard against Olympiacos. And then the, lo- the lovely cushioned header, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then you scream out that name, Gerard, and then okay. the rest is history after that. But yeah, I'll go for okay. that. And I think that's a perfect moment to end it. Thank you very much, Chris. No worries, mate. Thank you. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening to the first ever podcast of the Football Chat. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow. We promise we'll be super grateful. And if you're feeling kind, please leave a review. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Productions for their help. Make sure you keep an eye out on all of our socials for the details of the next episode. Bye. If you would like to follow us on social media, all of my handles are at Balfames. And if you want to follow me on social media, Go to Twitter and follow at ccoughlin1995.